Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Pioneer League Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Paraselli, reporting on all things Pioneer League, the five teams in the league. As you know, the Elberly Lakers, the Bancroft Bandits, the Carroll Merchants, Sioux Falls Gold, and the Storm Lake Whitecaps. We are about 10 days into the season. Each team outside of Sioux Falls has about you know four to five games played. Sioux Falls did not play that first week. They had basically a bye week the first week of the season. They are into action now. They had one game rained out, and uh, they're going to have another game tomorrow. So they'll get up to three tomorrow. Should be at four. Albert Lee is at three. They've had a rain out as well. Bancroft is at about five. Uh, I think Carroll's at six. Storm Lake's at six. So everyone's, you know, still in the early stages of the season. Remember, it's a 34-game league game schedule now. Some of the teams will play more games than others. Uh, as uh, Bancroft and Carroll have a game today that's, Tuesday, they have a game today, but that's not going to count toward the league standings. Just a non-league game, just to get uh, pitchers some action, some guys maybe that haven't seen the field as much, and to get them some time on the field. So there's a couple oddball non-league games mixed into the schedule as the year goes on. If you want to see those, go to the, your uh, respective team's website. It'll be on the schedule page, and you'll be able to see when your team plays a non-league game. But speaking of the games that matter, the first place Storm Lake Whitecaps are at four and two. Carroll is going to be in second at 3-3. Three and three. Bancroft is 2-3. and three. They're going to be in fourth. Albert Lee, 1-2. They are in last. And right in the middle is the Sioux Falls Gold as they are 1-1, one one, a even 500 record so far on the season. But they get back on the field tomorrow against the Storm Lake Whitecaps. Later in this program, we're going to talk to one of the coaches from Storm Lake, Nick Seaman. His game, or excuse me, his team is on a three-game winning streak heading into tonight's matchup with the Sioux Falls Gold. So very interesting uh, matchup tonight between two teams that uh, one team has played a lot, one team hasn't played that much. So we're going to see how Sioux Falls and Storm Lake do as they battle together. I mean, I don't know what it was. I heard it was a big wind out in Storm Lake yesterday, or excuse me, two days ago. Bancroft and Storm Lake, the Whitecaps scoring a 16-9 victory. I mean, I texted Donnie Roberts, who is the owner of uh, both those teams, and I go, over oh, they using metal bats? And he said it was a big wind. I mean, I don't know. I, I sixteen to nine. That's I mean, nine's okay, but sixteen. We got twenty-five runs in a wood bat league game. Now I understand, especially for Storm Lake, they had a long weekend. Uh, they're supposed to have a game Thursday. Got rained out. Had a game Wednesday. Played Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So they were they could have had a five games in five days stretch. Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, uh, they had Thursday night rained out against Sioux Falls. So four and five days for them, and they've got another heck of a week lined up. As they have a game tonight against Sioux Falls, a game tomorrow against Sioux Falls, and then they play on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So another long week for the Storm Lake Whitecaps. We're going to talk to Nick Seaman and get his thoughts on the amount of games his team is playing in such a short amount of time. Things to talk about, of course, I mean, we got, like we said, the Whitecaps coach coming on. We had Zach Larkin, coach of the Merchants, on last week. His team, uh, I think we might have jinxed him a little bit. They were 2-1. and one after uh, the first weekend of action. And then he comes on the program, and they lose their next two out of three. So this may be the beginning of the Pioneer League podcast jinx. We'll have to see when uh, Nick Seaman uh, stops by later today, and uh, we'll see how his team does throughout the week. I mean, Sam Schumacher came on very, very early. As uh, most of you remember, we had a very early podcast back in the beginning of May, and we weren't able to get back to it until last week with my whole life changes and uh moving around but elderly uh they started off okay one and two so far 
I'm not going to say I was worried, but, you know, 6 nothing loss, first game of the season, I go, all right, well, you know, they got to score some runs. They're going to be having trouble scoring runs. And, of course, the next night they got rained out, so they had to wait even longer. And as I feel as a hitter, the longer you have until you get success, I mean, just the longer you struggle, it's all about getting that first one, get that monkey off your back, and, you know, that just calms you down entirely. Once you get that, fir- once you get that first one, you feel a lot better. It's like, you know, when you're a basketball player, that first free throw that goes, it's good. It gets you going. That first goal in hockey, once you get that first one, everything is just so much easier from there. And that's how I feel like the Elberly Lakers were going to be. Little did I know, they got two runs in their very first inning of their second game, and they went on to beat the Carroll Merchants 10-8, lost a heartbreaker to Storm Lake 9-8 just a few days ago. So the Lakers playing very well after that opening game. I'm not going to call it a trouncing. That will be too much, but opening day defeat to Bancroft. That was a 6-0 game. Speaking of those bandits, win-loss, win-loss, loss, and they played the Storm Lake Whitecaps the last three times out, uh, winning the first one 9-7, losing 3-1, and then, like I said, they lost on Sunday 16-9. Uh, crazy, crazy game. Obviously, you know, the runs were no problem for either side. Uh, they've... Uh, They've been swinging it pretty well. I mean, 6-9-9-1. I mean, they had the one game at Storm Lake where they got shut down pretty good. But other than that, you know, they score a lot of runs. The only problem is sometimes they give up a lot of runs too. So uh, still trying to feel it out, I think, are the Bancroft Bandits. I think they have the pitching to make a deep run here and really dominate. But they got to get into that groove. Once they do, I think they'll be okay. Carol Merchants. Uh, we talked to Zach Larkin last week and said, man, their team just has this thing with one-run games. Well, since we last talked to him, they had a game where they lost 10-8, to so a two-run game, then they lost one nothing on a walk-off, and then they won 8-7 where they scored two runs in the ninth to win. So, I mean, they are still having these close games, and like Zach Larkin said, I mean, maybe it's just, this will help them down the road because they're building this character so early in the season, these tough, gritty wins. You know, a lot of team bonding happens with these victories and or losses, so they're learning a lot, and they're having fun together winning these close games. So be careful of Carroll down the stretch as they are going to be a very strong team, I think, mentally. They're going to have been through it all, so when they get down to the nitty-gritty playoff situations, they're going to be you know, ready to go and have the most experience in them. Actually, you know what? I shouldn't say that because literally, literally every game but the very first one between Bancroft and Albert Lee Every game has been decided by two runs or less. Every game. I'm not kidding you. Every single game. We had the 6-0 defeat of uh, Bancroft over Albert Lee. Carroll beat Storm Lake by one. Storm Lake returned the favor, beat Carroll by one the next night. Carroll beat Bancroft by one the following day. Albert Lee beat Carroll by two. Bandits beat Whitecaps by two. Sioux Falls wins by one. Storm Lake wins by one. Carroll beat Sioux Falls by one. Then Storm Lake wins by two. Actually, I said I stand corrected. All but two games have been decided by two rounds. We had the 16-9 game on Sunday between the Bandits and the Whitecaps. Sioux Falls, uh, can't really get a good read on them just yet. It's only been two games. I can tell you that their pitching is probably pretty good. I mean, you go a whole game shutting someone out, you're doing all right, especially the first game. And and, and Carroll's been swinging it. You know, Carroll's been playing you know for a while where the Sioux Falls goals have come off, you know, as a college player, your season, unless you're a team that you know goes to the World Series or the playoffs of your, of your league, kind of wrap things up by beginning of May, mid-May. So you have some time to really 
first of all, I think, as I always did when I uh, played ball, I'd take like a week off, just a week of just letting the body recover because as all these college players know, the college season, it's a grind. You know, you're out there playing, you know, four or five, six games a week. You got to get your body healthy. I know pitchers, especially position guys, you know, you got to keep those arms, got to get those arms right, you know, and for me, my biggest thing was taking just a week off and then getting back in the swing of things for summer ball. That's that's my remedy. It worked for me. It doesn't always work for everyone else. You got some of those guys are just workhorses that will just not stop until they see snow on the ground, and then they might ease off the gas a little bit. Then you got guys that are like me that, you know, they need a break every once in a while. And then you got guys that sometimes they can just walk away for two weeks, three weeks at a time, come back, and it's like they didn't even leave. Or it's like riding a bike. They just get back on and keep on going. So interesting to see that Sioux Falls uh, really didn't show any signs of rust in their first weekend against Carroll, who had been playing a lot of baseball in the week leading up to their games. All right, we uh, went over the standings. We talked about some of the teams, how they've been. Got some big games this week. Like I said, uh, tomorrow it's going to be Storm Lake and Sioux Falls. Bancroft and Carroll are also going to play in a non-league game because Carroll, really, I mean, they haven't, I wouldn't call it an easy week, but no, they got four in a row. I shouldn't, I I'm, thought I was looking ahead to the schedule. I was wrong. They play the 15th, 16th, sorry, they play the 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th. So four games in four days for them. Add in this extra one for them. They're going to have a busy week. Everyone's playing ball now. There are no kind of real long stretches for teams. Albert Lee's got three this weekend, uh, four this weekend, actually. So, I mean, they, they've got a heck of a schedule. Bancroft's got some games in there. So we're getting right into it. We're, we're flying in. We're already about, I would say, at the one-fifth point, we'll call it. I mean, we're at about 34 games. Some teams play five or six. I mean, Albert Lee and Sioux Falls need to catch up a little bit, but they'll get there. Uh, it's going to be a fun one for sure coming down the stretch. We've had some great crowds out in the Pioneer League, uh, a lot of great baseball just in general. Guys have just been lighting it up. Pitchers have been doing extremely well. We've got a lot of guys to talk about. We're going to talk about more of the Storm Lake guys today with Coach Nick Seaman on, and let's get to that interview right now as we talk to Nick Seaman, coach of the Storm Lake Whitecaps. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Back to the Pioneer League podcast. With us now is coach of the Storm Lake Whitecaps, a Storm Lake native himself. It is Mr. Nick Seaman. Nick, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm pretty good. We got a lot to talk about because you guys have had a busy, busy week. First of all, though, I want to talk about you. Like I just said, you're a Storm Lake native. Uh, Tell us about your playing experience growing up in Storm Lake and how this whole Whitecaps thing came about and how you got involved. Yeah, um, born and raised in Storm Lake. I've been here my whole life, so I came came up through the Little League system, uh, went to Storm Lake High School, graduated in 2013, and uh, just kind of went the junior college route. I played at North Iowa Community College for a couple of years, and that's kind of where I, I got a high school job, and I worked some clinics, and I helped some stuff in Storm Lake, and uh, that's kind of when the coaching thing clicked, I guess you could say, a little bit. And then uh, last summer I was interning for Joe Cuchera at Community Education in Storm Lake, working with some youth programs and stuff like that, and he brought up this idea. I thought it was great. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, bringing the Whitecaps back would be a good thing for Storm Lake, one, and and, uh, 
another great addition to the uh, baseball community. So he kind of got that thing going and gave me a call and told me it was going to be a thing. And now we're here. It's gone. It's gone super fast. It's been a, there's been a lot going on. Well, you had you've had four games in the last like five or six days. You got a heck of a week scheduled coming up, and you guys have been in just. I feel like every game outside of your most recent one against Bancroft has been a tight one. Uh, what can you say about the competitiveness of the Pioneer League so far? Yeah, the uh, league so far is it's good. It's good. I, I like where the games have been. It's kind of been back and forth. It's 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 going to be competitive. Um, you know, right now we have five teams in the league. We play each team about five times or eight times, my bad. And uh, you play a team that many times, you, you're going to know what which, what's coming in and be prepared for it. And I'm excited for more tight tight tightly contested games and and walk offs. We lost on a walk off night one and and had a walk off night two. So it's been fun. Your team has won three in a row. Uh, one against Albert Lee, two against Bancroft. Uh, I guess what's been your uh, secret to your success so far this last couple of days? Really, the guys are just starting to mash a little bit. We switched the infield up a little bit. Had a guy come in late. Um, so our middle's been really well. Our pitchers have been getting a lot of double plays. I think the last two games we've turned like seven double plays. So that's been. That's been really nice. Um, defensively, we've had a couple of spots starts too, and the guys have been throwing it. And and then hitting wise, we're we're starting to get in our rhythm a little bit. Hit a few balls out of the ballpark yesterday, so that was good to see. And really, it's just keep playing and and keep getting better. And that's what our guys have been doing. And they come in every day and work hard and take BP seriously and get after it. So it's been fun. And I saw the score from yesterday. I've seen uh, the box score, the scorebook. I mean, were you guys using metal bats yesterday, or what, what was what was up with yesterday's offensive output? Um, just kind of, they were playing loose, they were playing relaxed, so we put up a lot of runs, and it was just kind of a um, hitter's day. It was blowing out. I mean, hits are contagious, they say, and that, that was true yesterday. All right, let's talk about some of your players. I mean, when I look at your guys' roster and your numbers and your stats and all that, no one guy really jumps out. It's really been a, an entire team effort, whether it's, you know, uh, Ezzy Encarnacion getting a big hit to win a game, uh, Christian Pena a big hit to win the game. I mean, you guys went on a walk-off, uh, we'll call it an, uh, an error, but still, you're getting, diff- you're getting contributions from everyone in your lineup. Uh, who, I guess, if you could pick just a couple – are some of the guys that really have been the leaders of your club so far? Um, one one that comes to mind is our, our third baseman. He's our leadoff. Uh, man, he starts the game off and just hits balls hard, and it's good to see, and it's it's fun to start the game with a big crack of the bat and liners up the middle. Um, so he's been a big spark to us. Uh, we got some big bats with uh, – Jason Galliano, Christian Montero, Drew Casper Bauer, um, all those guys can can really swing it. Uh, throwing BP to them is a lot of fun. But really, it's it's down the line. Um, we, we've been put in so many situations where we could put up more runs, and we just you know haven't had the the timely hit, which is okay. I, I think that'll come. But just just one through nine, getting guys on base and 
and getting the job done is is really what what we've been doing and it's, it's been easy it's been it's been loose relaxed it's been good baseball so all right going to your pitchers now i mean you've Definitely, you've split up the workload. From what I'm reading here, you got you know seven or eight, nine guys who've touched the ball so far on the hill. Uh, most recently, Spencer Wyatt on Saturday threw seven innings of you know one run baseball. Uh, Casey Berg's been there quite a few times. Got two of your wins for you uh, on the on the hill. Who's been really your standout for you this far, and who do you expect to really uh, lead your team as the weeks go on? collectively good to have. I mean, we have starters that go out and get it done, and then we have arms in the bullpen that will come come get out, and we have a, a, a tough closer in Murphy Andrews, and Casey Bird coming coming off the off the base from third base to, to the mound has been really nice. He's been he's been getting it done. Um, Clay, Clayton Lee is another starter that comes to mind. I think he'll be really good for us down the stretch. He's He's consistent. Um, he's he's got innings to throw, and and he does a good job for us. But also, you know, Spencer Wyant, Gage Smart, um, those guys have both been really well for us. Have done really well for us as well. All right, we talked about this kind of before we went on to the air. You're recently graduated from college, and now, as it turns out, you're coaching some of your former teammates. What is that like? Because I know I had a I had a teammate like that who wanted to be a, he was a student assistant the year after we graduated together, and I know for a fact if I had to listen to him, there's not a chance I'm taking anything he says seriously. So how, what is it like for you coaching former teammates? Um, first of all, it's been a lot of fun. I feel like that's a repetitive thing I've been saying. It's a lot of fun, but these students have been fun. But um, coaching former former teammates is it's okay, and it's it's not like I'm the coach and they're the player, and it's like it's like they give me feedback because they know like this is something I'm passionate about. But I'm I'm their age, you know. I'm not gonna know everything. I'm gonna say some things, and you know I want feedback. I'm open to feedback. Always trying to get better. Um, so that's been a, one of one of the biggest things is just on a communication standpoint. I know what's going on with these guys. These guys know what I'm trying to do, and we're, we're in it together. All right, last thing, we'll get you out of here on this. What has been the toughest part about coaching? Because, I, I mean, this is your first time probably coaching kids, obviously, at this level. What's the toughest part about that? That's a, that's a tough question. Um, probably the toughest part is um, just going, like, I'm at the next stage of my career. These guys are trying to get to the next stage of their career. So, uh, excuse me. But it's just like during that, uh, you know, trans, as you're trying to progress yourself and these guys are trying to progress themselves, it's a different balance that, you know, two weeks in, maybe we don't have a hold of yet, but we're working at it. So that's probably one of the toughest things. All right, then I, I lied. This is gonna, this is gonna be the last question for sure. Then I'll let you go. Big week coming up. A lot of games in a short amount of time. What's the key to keeping your pitching staff fresh and ready to go? Making sure they're getting working in between 
in-between starts, uh, having a really, really good recovery process after their throw, after they throw and after they count them out. And just watching their, watching their pitch count, watching their innings, um, that's been big because we've had guys that can come back-to-back and give us, you know, three to six outs. We have th- three guys that can give us three to six outs on a nightly basis. So going to those guys um, and having them be ready it has been huge and will be huge for us as we go on this summer. All right, Nick Seaman, coach of the Storm Lake Whitecaps. Nick, thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks, Vinny. So that was our chat with head coach of the Storm Lake Whitecaps, Nick Seaman. Hope you all enjoyed that. Next week on the show, we're going to try to talk to the Bancroft coach, Triangle, and get his thoughts on the week that was for his team and the season so far and how his team's been going on. And I want to ask him what it's like playing the town of Bancroft because I've been there before. Small town Iowa, and I, when I say small town, I'm talking small town Iowa, and from every record that I've seen, they love their bandits. So I want to talk to him and just ask him what it's like living in just a baseball crazy town that Bancroft is. So we're going to talk to him next week, hopefully. We'll get him on the show. We'll get the Sioux Falls coach on here in the coming weeks. So a lot of great baseball to be played still this summer. And, folks, it is hot out, 90 plus degrees in iowa this past week and days to come it's only june and it's only going to get worse all right this has been the pioneer league podcast remember my name is vinnie paraselli join us next tuesday and we'll talk some more baseball thanks for listening